Hello and welcome to the Trib Friday Night Multimedia Podcast coming to you from the Super Syntex Studios on Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. Mm-hmm. Hard by the Magnolia Silos. Hard by. That's, I had to I had to call you about uh-huh. hard by the other day. That just means we're right by it. Okay. I guess you could we're hard by Union Hall. Yes. Union Hall. Yes. You ever go over to Union oh, Hall? Oh yes, yeah. quite quite frequently. What's your favorite place over there? Probably Way Cool. Way yeah. Cool Tacos is pretty good. But oh, I've, yeah. I've also eaten at Whiz Bangs. I've eaten at the Po' Boy Place. I've eaten at the new pizza place there. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much like... It's been our Sunday lunch place for a little mm-hmm. while. And, and uh, it wouldn't be my favorite Sunday lunch place because you kind of have to stand there instead of visiting with people. You know, you mm-hmm. have to stand there and wait for your thing. But... But I've uh, I've gamed that situation. I call ahead to Blasian Asian ah. so that I just walk in and pick it up. Nice. Yeah. You know, again, we are providing free advertising here, and um, so Union Hall. If you are listening, you know. But yeah, but Union Hall hook a brother isn't up like, isn't like a business, so to speak. It's just a location. Yeah, but they businesses. could they could each pitch in, you know, yeah. ten bucks and. We could go out to lunch at Union Hall. Or maybe some of the one places we didn't mention, like the ice cream place, could be like, hey, mention us next time. We'll there give you, you a go. free Sunday. Absolutely. Right? Gosh, we just started way off track. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what podcasts are for, right? To yes, get off track. Absolutely. Right? Okay, so we're headed into week nine of the high school football regular season. Uh, usually at this time of year we marvel at how it feels like you turn around and, and the regular season is gone and you're talking about district playoff scenarios. Um, now that we're in the COVID-19 season, do you still kind of get that, that same feeling that it's flown by? A little bit. And the, the reason I say it like that is because uh, it's week nine for some, but not for all. Right. Uh, right. You know, for Midway and Waco High, they're just starting district play. And University, uh, they're playing Arlington Seguin this week. Uh, are they in University's district? I don't think so. Um, yes. Yeah, okay, they a are. Game. Yeah. Okay, so that's a district game as well. Uh, so, you know, they're just starting district play. Meanwhile, you know, other, everyone else basically is, you know, the non-6A and 5As mm-hmm. are are sitting here in week nine and, and dealing with those district scenarios. And, and when you do think about, oh, week nine, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, you do kind of think, oh, it has sort of flown by. Right. Um so, yeah, it's a weird season in terms of just we've got different people at different stages of the year, um, and, and that'll be strange, certainly, having high school football in January, which is not something we're accustomed to, but uh, there's been a lot in 2020 we haven't been accustomed to. Yeah, and, and you know, I was just working on Mart, and, of course, Mart plays two games next week. They yeah. play on, and get this, they play on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and then they play on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you got to like that schedule. Yeah, especially if you're a fan, yeah. Right, right. Um, but then, then it's playoff time for them. Right. Um, so, uh, but one thing that might help us kind of focus on where we're at is in terms of where the season is, is we've got a record, you know, record watch out there, you know, like mm-hmm. if it was on TV, you know, you'd have like some graphics yeah, and, yeah. And, and you'd be like, oh, look out, there's this record out mm-hmm. there ready to be broken. So I, I texted you about this Monday night when I started thinking about it, and it's one of those things that I just got lucky that I did start thinking about it when I did, but um, currently the career rushing yards leader in Central Texas is, or record holder, would be Trayon Smith from Cameron Yo 
who rushed for 7,625 yards in his career. And Which that, is a heck of a lot. And it was during that run of Cameron Young mm-hmm. State Championships. Mm-hmm. Well, the numbers are very similar, so i got to make sure I get this right. Troy running back Zach Herbacek has 7,265 yards. Yeah. <laughs> 625 and 265. Right, right, right. So he's, so far in his career, he's rushed for 7,265 yards. He's got three regular season games left, and I would say more than likely a post, at least one playoff game, uh, maybe a couple of playoff yeah, games. Yeah, I would say that As good too. as that district has been, you get in the playoffs and you might play for a little bit. Right. Looks looks. Like that record's going down, right? Yeah, the way Herbacic goes out and puts up, you know, basically 200 yards a game. 285 is what he's averaging That's this year. It's bananas. And mm-hmm. uh, another stat that you can look at that, that always sort of jumps out at you, you know, you and I work on the Stats Plus, mm-hmm. you know, leaders mm-hmm. every week. And, and when you look at uh, the rushing leaders in Central Texas uh, and you look at, number of carries, mm-hmm. you know, I think Herbacek has basically more than 100 carries or right at 100 carries more than the next leading mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no mystery to what Troy's going to do offensively. Right, it's, right. you know, get the ball to Herbacek, put a body on somebody, try to make a, a seam for him, and then watch him go. And, uh, you know, one other thing that sort of jumps out to me about the fact that he is approaching this record is – you know, and again, we've we've sort of um, shot down this illusion before, but one of the misconceptions of sort of the spread offense, the spread era of football, is that it's all about passing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the 21st century, and I think that this, this rushing record in Central Texas is about to fall for the the fourth time this this you know right. since 2000. Right. And uh you know Travis Landrum of Chilton had it for a while. He he broke it. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh Denarian Thomas of Mart passed Landrum and he broke it and then Treyon Smith, you know, of Cameron. And now here we are sitting again and it, and it, you know the rushing number just keeps going up. Right. You know and the other thing that's kind of, you know, unique to me about this is uh, it's one of those records, like, we don't we don't really talk about the receiving record or even the passing record, but mm-hmm. the rushing record is one that, you know, it just seems like it's it's uh, it's got a little cachet to well, it. Well, I think um, what you're saying holds true in that I think that you can compare these rushing records generation to generation mm. and feel like... Even with the spread offense, or if they're running the single wing or the option, you know, the the the, the wishbone or whatever, mm-hmm. it's all going to come down to, to rushing yards, you know. Yeah. And, and as much as you know, the air raid and, and all the stuff that has gone on with the innovation of the passing game, and there's there's a great uh, essay about football by one of my favorite writers, Chuck Klosterman, in a book called Eating the Dinosaur. Okay, and the essay is just called Football. And it's basically talking about how football is a game of innovators. We think of it as like this traditional conservative values type of game, but really it's a game of innovators. Mm. And so you got all these passing, you know, you go back through the generations from Mike Leach to Hal Mummy, and, and then, but even like to Bill Walsh, who was an innovator, and 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 even in its day, the wishbone was innovative. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and the other thing that he points out in a really funny way is that is that passing was added to 
the game of football. Right. Like it was not legal for a while, and then it was added to the game to yeah, make it safe. The safer. forward pass was not was not uh, right. Right. A legal thing. Um. But I, I won't go on and on about that essay because I could. I could probably pretty much quote the whole thing. But um. But I say all that to say that. All that innovation aside, you know what I think is – what's to you, what's the most demoralizing thing you can do in an opponent in a football game? Run it right down their throat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, and I was going to say specifically, if you run for eight yards on a first down, yeah. you know, that that pretty much puts the other – because they've given up the, the, another first down already. Yeah. You know? Right. So, uh, to me, yeah. running for eight yards on first down is the best thing you can do as a football team. And Herbacic – Probably done that more than a few times. <laughs> yeah. Although Herbacek has a little Barry Sanders in him. He might lose a yard on one one play and run for 58 Shoot. on the next. But, man, if he gets a seam, mm-hmm. watch out. Yep. He is gone. Yep. He is he is really, really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, so um, we've talked food trucks and restaurants. We've talked some football. Okay. Now let's talk rankings. Okay. What's your what's your pound for pound rankings this week? Uh, very little shake up. There is some though. Um, so I've still got Martin Lavega one two. You know that that again. I think we've said it all year. I don't think that's probably going to change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe La, let's say Lavega wins state. Mark doesn't, or maybe you know maybe it changes then. But uh, so I had Crawford or I had uh, China Spring number three mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to necessarily overreact to they didn't fall out of the state rankings. Right. I don't want to overreact to a road loss at a state ranked Salado right, team. Right. I mean, uh, you know, but clearly Salado's very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean we talked about that game last week being the de facto district championship mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like the Eagles will probably be the district champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not dropping China Spring out of my top five, but I am dropping them out of the the number three spot, and mm-hmm. I'm moving the undefeated Crawford Pirates there. I had Crawford four before, right. so basically I'm flip flopping Crawford and China Spring, and then I've still got Abbott, who I feel like is kind of flying under the radar from a state perspective. I got the Abbott Panthers at number five, still undefeated on the year. And uh, I think a team that's going to do some damage in the one A Division One playoffs. Well, if you're a six man guru, Granger Huntress, and you're ranking the Abbott Panthers, I mean, I guess you just have to go on this season because you could look at last year when they struggled and where they haven't been where they were, or you could look at the state championship caliber program they were before. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's hard to know what to do with them from a rankings perspective. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's clearly some. Um, some contenders in 1A Division One. I. I mean, there's contenders in every every division. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But I feel like Abbott and Jonesboro still are going to have something to say. Right, right, right. Um, speaking of the Crawford Pirates, they moved up to number three. They've got a test on Friday against Bosqueville. It's the game I'll be covering. Mm-hmm. It's also the game that's going to be on the CW. Okay. Um, so a lot Game of, of the week on TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the traditional Crawford coaching powers that be really love that to have a TV game. Mm. That doesn't seem like it's really right up their alley. Yeah, Crawford likes kind of uh, hovering in the darkness. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, so speaking of rankings again, and Crawford is another ranked team in the, in the state rankings. Mm-hmm. I think they're number seven in two uh, AD one, um, but there are. 
there are several games in the area, and I think maybe most, most notably, number two Duncanville Panthers come into Waco ISD Stadium to, place to, to face the Waco High Lions. Of course, Waco High had to pause all activities, mm-hmm. practice and school. Uh, well, I guess they did online school. Yeah, virtual. Yeah, for a couple of weeks due to COVID-19 cases. Um, and so Waco High, you know, here's the deal. You don't get to practice for two weeks. Then you get to come practice for a week and go play Duncanville. Right. It's not a real appealing set of circumstances. (laughs) You know, congratulations, kids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But um, what the heck, you know, they're going to go play anyway. And and, and Coach Ed Love, I talked to their athletic director, and he was positive about it. And, And but let's hear your pep talk. What do you tell the Lions players about going in and facing this challenge? I say, boys. You've got nothing to lose uh, and everything to gain. Uh, and so as I was thinking about this, uh, I, you know me, I, I tend to play a little pickup basketball mm-hmm. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Did manage to get uh, some games in today. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, less frequent in 2020, so I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to play. And um, we had some really good three-on-three games uh, I was opposite this guy, Nick, who Nick is an exceptional point guard. I mean, he's just, he can really pass, he can shoot, he can do it all. But um, every freaking game, we were right in the game, my team, and um, and then they would score like the last three or four, maybe sometimes five points in a row and mm-hmm. win the game. I mean, it was like 9-9, nine, nine, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, 12-9. Does it make it take it? It make it take it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... And what Nick would do was he would, he's so crafty, he would just figure out, hmm, who's not playing just enough defense? And let's go <laughs> expose that guy, you know? And and he would, you know, find the mismatch or find who wasn't, you know, who was dogging it, who was a little bit tired, and he would get the ball to that guy's man, and that guy would score, and they'd win the game. And... I was saying in the locker room afterwards, I was like, with Nick, you can't let up for one second. And that mm-hmm. would be, I, I'm trying to bring that all back around. <laughs> uh, that would be my message to Waco High. You cannot let up for a play for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's Duncanville, and even even if you play, you know, uh, balls to the wall 100% all the time, uh, they're, they're probably still going to be the favorite. So, um, I mean, that's just my message to them. And I, and Kwame Cavill is a much better orator than I am. Um, I've sat there and listened to him uh, speak to his team and been ready to run, run through a wall myself. So mm. I feel like he'll have a very resounding pregame pep talk. Will that mean much? You know, it still comes down to winning the line of scrimmage and turnovers and making plays. You know? Right, right, right. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, one of the ideas I think you're getting at is one of the things Coach Love said to me was, you know, upsets happen every Friday night, so, you know, why not us type Why of not us? That's another, yeah. Although I think a more applicable, um, you know, bit of encouragement might come post-game. And in my family, we have a, a post-game, uh, you know, sort of encouragement pep talk if you will it's like well we didn't lose we just ran out of time go get a snow cone <laughs> there you go yeah let's go and that, that transitions into my last question and, I, and basically this isn't a question i just wanted to brag that i got to cover a game out of town for the first time in a while the other night in salado so i stop at that 
that mecca of convenience stores on I-35. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, all, we, we all pay homage to the beaver. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, they have all kinds of snacks available. Right. And I, and I actually went there pregame and got a sausage sandwich. Okay. And then we went to the ball game and came back and... Uh, I had a cinnamon roll with like icing and the pecans mm. and the icing. Oh man! So anyway, what, what's what's your favorite post game snack or in in the Friday night kind of finish things off? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, and I'll couch the question a little bit by saying, look, you're not always going to be within a few miles of a Bucky's. Right. I mean, they're they're sort of, you know, conveniently spread out across the state, and and so let's just assume that, you know. We're going to a convenience store that maybe doesn't have a brisket sandwich, you know, or whatever, you know, because right. Bucky's has right. everything. But right. uh, so if I'm just if I've got like normal convenience store fare, um, I'm going probably uh, white cheddar Cheez Its. Uh, they get a lot wow. of stuff on your hands, but they're really good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, just something. It's something. First of all, that you can. Reach over in the car okay, and finger sense. food, yeah. drive. You know, eat and drive. Um, another one that's like that is, is combos. You ever eat combos? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. little circle, you know, those little spherical things. Right. They got peanut butter or cheese mm-hmm. inside of them. Those are really good. Uh, pretzel on the pretzel outside. on the outside. Yeah. yeah, those are really good. But also, um, you know, if we're talking like a little bit more than a snack, mm-hmm. you know, something more like a meal. Uh, I mean. Whataburger's always open, and, mm. you know, it's always good. Well, I, this may have changed since they opened the bars back up, but Whataburger has been very crowded lately, mm. like uh, for post-game, but anyway. I love a good strawberry shake from Whataburger, man. Yeah, it's so good. Good yeah. pink strawberry shake. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get bit, my fruit in. You're a little bit more inclined. Yeah, the, the health. I'm surprised you wouldn't want a cherry shake. <laughs> I don't know they have cherry shakes, but <laughs> I like it. Cherry oh, shakes my dance Yeah, mode. I don't think it is. <laughs> We're, We're off the rails. We're ahead on this podcast. <laughs>